This is the Mark Milton Show with a Smash with former Department of Justice Tax Division trial attorney Mark Milton and the Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll and ride. Wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cat and drive. Stealing a young girl's hearts. All right, you are listening to The Just Mark like Milton Show with The Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios in Kirkwood. Miller Furniture, that's M-U-E-L-L-E-R, Furniture.com. They're going to have a sale coming up here pretty soon to celebrate the 75th anniversary of uh, prior owner Les Miller, uh, who pitched for the Detroit Tigers, uh, actually pitched in the World Series, I think it was 1945, uh, but he pitched in a regular season game 19 and two-thirds innings as a starting pitcher, a record that will never be broken. So keep your eye out for a sale they'll be having if you need anything for your living room, your bedroom, any other, any type of interior furniture you may need, please go check out Miller Furniture, MillerFurniture.com. Smash, how you doing this week? Cool, man. When you said about the 19-inning uh, game, I saw that on my, uh, you know, on this day calendar that I get every day. No on. way. I did, yeah. It was, wow. uh, they mentioned him and another guy. I can't remember who the other guy was. Those two guys pitched uh, those, those whole thing. It's a record. It, yeah. I, they'll never be broken. I mean, guys, <clears throat> yep. you can hardly go nine innings anymore. I'm uh, cool, my man. I'm excited about the dude we got in here right now that's right and the dude we have right now is uh esteemed professor professor anders walker uh from st louis university school of law he's actually one of my professors when i was at uh slew law uh he got his bachelor's degree at wesleyan university jd master's in history from duke and his phd from yale professor walker and also he is an eagle scout if i recall correctly is that correct (laughs) professor walker Nice. Well, welcome to the program. We appreciate you being here. Um, One of the things I wanted to talk to you about, I know um, there's been a lot of talk in the news recently about whether or not uh, the St. Louis Circuit Attorney was going to charge the McCloskeys, uh, the folks down in the Central West End who uh, pulled out guns and and were waving them around uh, as as protesters marched down uh, Portland Place. And you were quoted uh, really right after that, basically saying there was no crime committed by the McCloskeys, any sort of criminal charges um is it would not would not stand up so tell us your opinion on kind of what happened uh with the incident what are your views on whether or not uh the incident should give rise to a criminal charge so i think the circuit attorney um might charge we're waiting to see what she's going to do uh she could charge uh fourth degree assault which is putting someone in apprehension of immediate physical injury or death that's pointing a gun at someone making them afraid she could charge unlawful use of a weapon, and that includes brandishing a weapon in a menacing or frightening way. Uh, the McCluskeys, though, could argue that they have a defense. That's the Castle Doctrine. They're on their private property, and what a lot of people around the country don't understand is their street is private property. Yeah, tell us about where this happened. For people that may not be familiar with this area of St. Louis, explain. I know you're familiar with it. What, where, where is their house located, and, and you know, is it private property or is it a public street? So their house is a historic home on a private street, and it was established around the turn of the 20th century, and there's several of these streets in St. Louis. They're owned by the homeowners, and they uh, are basically like private estates. I've been on that street, and I've been escorted off by security. <laughs> really? So when by you security? enter that street by security, you got a little guy in a car driving around, and if you're not invited, you're trespassing. 
So huh. problem one is the protesters apparently were on their way to the mayor's house, yeah. but they were actually trespassing on private property. That, I think, leans in favor of the McCluskeys. The way the law works, though, is in order to use lethal force, i.e. to pull a loaded gun on somebody, so you got to prove that you have a reasonable fear force is going to be used against you. Not lethal force. So Missouri gives uh, homeowners a break and landowners because we've extended it to your private property, which I think extends to the street here. Now, if you know people in the protest community or you're going to the protest, you may have reason to believe that these are peaceful and they're just using exercising their First Amendment rights which you can't do on private property, but they may have been mistaken and thought, oh, this is a sidewalk, it's a public forum. But imagine you're the McCluskeys, you're sitting down to dinner, and you've been watching TV over the past few weeks, and you've seen these peaceful protests devolve into violence. And here in St. Louis, we had four police officers shot. We had a retired police captain killed during a looting after a protest. The mayor imposed a curfew on the city. So if you're watching that, and you don't know anybody in the, in the movement, I think you have a reasonable fear that if protesters show up on your private property, you don't know they're going to the mayor's house. Mm -hmm. You think they're coming to your house. I think you have a reasonable fear that they're going to come in and they're going to start looting or all they have to do is push or shove you for you to use lethal force because yeah. of the castle doctrine in this state. In this state. And that's all they're going to have to prove. And all they need is one juror to agree. And so I think they've got a pretty good defense. So when you talk about the Castle Doctrine, um, is that the same thing as a stand-your-ground law, or is, is, it, is it different in some way? Well, so stand-your-ground applies pretty much anywhere, and that is if you have a reasonable fear that someone's going to use deadly force against you, you can stand your ground. That's the self-defense okay. rule. Like, you don't have to run away. If someone's pointing a gun at you, you can uh, go Clint Eastwood and draw. The Castle Doctrine is you should be protected in your home, and we've extended that to your land. And you shouldn't feel like you need to run out the back door if people show up in your home, even if you don't fear lethal force. So they don't have to be afraid they're going to be killed. They just have to be afraid that maybe they're going to get a bottle in the head. Maybe someone's going to come in and push them around. And we've seen that happening. We had protesters uh, attack a couple of city workers outside of City Hall. They were moving a vehicle. They got attacked, and the circuit attorney charged them. Circuit attorney also charged a guy who was protesting hit somebody outside of the Louis the Ninth statue. And so these protests have been getting violent, and the circuit attorney has uh, addressed that and is charging people. But we're waiting to see what's going to happen now uh, for the McCluskeys. Well, so I want to talk about Kim Gardner in particular, because this week they actually executed a search warrant on the McCluskeys' home. And I'm curious, um, not only did they execute a search warrant, but they also seized uh, several weapons from their home, presumably the weapons that were, were, were waved around during this incident. And so I'm wondering uh, if they were justified in their response, you know, under the Castle Doctrine or any other theory, is there any sort of uh, case that could be made against Kim Gardner for violating their constitutional rights to bear arms to defend their home? Well, so all Gardner needs is probable cause to issue a warrant. And if she's going for a charge of unlawful use of a weapon, uh, she could get a warrant issued for that. Now, she's got to argue, and I think she will if, she's, if she charges them, she's going to argue this was completely unreasonable and that this was very threatening behavior and that this was not warranted in any, any way. And if she can fi find 12 jurors who agree with that, she might be able to convict. 
Now, she's also facing a lot of political pressure, and we've seen the governor step in. The governor could pardon him. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I mean, this is turning into a political fist fight, and we'll see how... Uh, ugly it's going to get. Well, but, but but I guess what I'm saying is like Senator Josh Hawley came out and said the federal you know the federal DOJ should investigate her for violating the McCloskey civil rights. And the theory is you can't take someone's I mean taking their weapons without probable I guess he'd have to someone would have to establish she didn't have probable cause to go into their house and take their weapons. But I think it's interesting because it's a dangerous precedent in my opinion to set that a prosecutor based on these facts and circumstances that frankly haven't been put out in public. The fact that it's a private street, the fact that it was a mob, it wasn't you know necessarily peaceful. The fact that they tore down this gate to get into the, the property. I feel like there could be a civil rights, uh, at least a civil case made against her and possibly even a criminal charge. You hear about this in cases of police brutality where people are charged criminally for, you know, civil rights violations by the DOJ. What are your thoughts on, uh, not only the likelihood the DOJ would pursue something like that, but, you know, what sort of outcome would you expect? So I was just talking to a friend about this. It's very hard to charge prosecutors. They have almost absolute yeah. immunity. And in this country, they have a lot of discretion. And what we do is if we don't like the local prosecutors, we go to the polls. And we got an election coming up. <laughs> and that's, I think, uh, lurking behind this whole thing. I mean, Gardner's going to have to defeat a pretty... A strong candidate, Mary Pat Carl, Absolutely. so she's got to rile up her base. And she's got to, you know, do the math on this. Is it going to go her way or not her way if she charges the McCluskeys? Is she going to win support or lose it? Uh, it would be hard to get her on a civil rights violation. You can get police officers for violating civil rights on Section 1983, but that too is hard because they've got a lot of discretion. And we give officers immunity so that they can, you know, enforce the law. And so... I think it's a political matter. That's where the rubber's going to hit the road here. And if enough people start to think this really is out of bounds, homeowners should be able to exercise their first or Second Amendment right to uh, not just bear arms but open carry, then uh, politically uh, this could go badly for Gardner. Let me ask you, based on what you know about this young man, Mark Milton here, and you're on his show now. He was in your show earlier as a college professor to him. How do you think he's doing so far, this kid? I think he's doing great. So one of the fun <laughs> things about teaching is I end up doing the same thing every year, same cases, same lectures. But my students go on and do much more impressive things. Yeah. And Mark <laughs> is a testament to that. Definitely so. Well, we'll talk about your American legal history course. I know that uh, that was one course I took with you. And you do have uh, you teach undergraduate history as well at SLU. Um, I don't, do you recall the paper I wrote at all for that course? It was a seminar course. That's right. So Mark wrote a great paper on how we need to uh, develop East St. Louis. That's right. It was uh, revitalizing East St. Louis. And one of the ideas I had was I had the foresight. This was in 2010, mm-hmm. anticipating the Rams would want a new stadium uh-huh. in the St. Louis region. I proposed building a riverfront stadium in East St. Louis, bringing by, you know the bi-state region together for a project that would help revitalize, revitalize the riverfront overlooking downtown St. Louis, mm-hmm. and unfortunately that never happened, and we lost the Rams. So, But, uh, you know, obviously not too many people read that paper. Uh, <laughs> I think you look across the, the, the river. Just Professor there. Walker. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We've got more to talk about with <laughs> Professor Walker when we come back. You're listening to the Mark Milton Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios. We'll be right back in a second.